Hi, and welcome back again to I Want to Talk About This Poem with me. I'm Elizabeth, and I am very excited to talk about today's poem, which is Soul Reckoning by Martha Solano. Martha Solano is the author of five books of poetry, the most recent of which is Gravity Assist, which was published by Saturnalia Press in 2019. And let me say I'm reading that right now, and it is great, so you should go out and buy it if you are in the market for a poetry book. She's also the author of The Daily Poet, which is a book on craft. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm guessing it's pretty good considering the amount of spectacular craft in Martha Solano's poetry. So today's poem I found on Verse Daily. That's a favorite of mine, as you know, and it is called Soul Reckoning. Soul Reckoning by Martha Solano. I'm skimming through a book called Spook, Science Tackles the Afterlife. It turns out gravity doesn't hold for souls. Souls drift like loons between dives into eternity. Along with NASA's detritus, urine bags, thousands of thin copper wires, a chunk of Apollo 12. Knowing this, I leave behind five decades worth of fear that I'll die and no longer be. That consciousness must be contained in a body. To get here, I had to say goodbye to guilt, to regret I didn't attend the funeral of my mother's body, to wishing I could have helped my cousins gather daisies from a field down the road from where they lowered her casket into a hole to chime or chip in about the words to engrave on her marking stone. On all of this, I punted. From all of this, I excused myself on account of a plane ride, the specter of unmasked sobbing, sweating, singing, cookies, and punch. To get here, I had to take the rutted road where they put my mother's body. A road rutted with limestone creatures laid down 500 million years ago in a shallow sea. My travel speed is two inches per year, same as the moon from Earth. A little less bound by gravity, a little more free. One of the things that has been really great about doing this podcast is that it has helped me focus in and sharpen what I really like in a poem. And one of the things I've noticed about myself is that I like a poem that has a lot of stuff in it. Like if this poem was a room, it would be a room full of things to look at. The title of the poem seems like it's going to be, you know, kind of a big, epic, soul reckoning, like, you know, very sincere. And then immediately I'm drawn in by this book that the speaker is reading, Spook. Science tackles the afterlife. And my concept of what the poem is going to be is already upturned by that. And then it's not just this book, which whenever a poem is engaged in conversation with something outside of the experience of the poem, I'm, I'm in. I love it when poems talk about other things. Then there's not just this book, there's loons and there's NASA's detritus, which includes urine bags. I mean, Come on, put a urine bag in a poem. Yes, do it. So I absolutely love how many directions this poem pulls me in in the very beginning. It's almost like the space detritus itself. It's, the space is full of random things, and this poem is drawing in things from all different places. 
And then it pulls me down all of a sudden into this giant philosophical question. And this is the other thing that I really love in a poem. I want a poem to have a big idea. And this poem directly intersects with what I think are the two biggest ideas of human existence, which is the problem of how we are beings who live in time and space. Physical outer space in this poem, right? But also the space of the world, the space of bodies, which the speaker talks about the fear that she'll no longer exist when her body doesn't exist anymore. And also the wonderful switch to the loss of the speaker's mother, which is a loss that exists in time and in space. When the speaker in the fifth stanza says uh, that she had regret that I didn't attend the funeral of my mother's body. That is such a great line because, you know, it would be way more efficient to say I didn't attend my mother's funeral, but I didn't attend the funeral of my mother's body brings all of the weight and power of that to body at the end. The body is the place that you inhabit in space. And so the speaker did not go to honor and recognize the space that her mother took up in, in the world by missing that funeral. And the idea of that space that was taken up by the mother in the world is furthered by the sense of place that comes later on in those next two stanzas. She says, that she wishes she could have helped her cousins gather daisies from a field down the road from where they lowered her casket into a hole. Five, four <laughs> prepositions that all deal with space, the place that we are, and then the hole, the final place, which is both an occupied place, but then a hole is also an empty place. So this poem deals on both a kind of macro level with objects in the universe and also a micro really intimate level with the physical place that the mother exists or no longer exists. And at the same time, the speaker is kind of reckoning with how time inter sects with space in the moment of grief. You know, I really, I feel like grief at its most basic is the recognition of our limitation in time and space. When we're grieving, we're recognizing that we no longer live in the same time and in the same place as the person that we've lost. And how can we move on from that? For in this poem, I almost feel like the same things that bring grief are also a source of its release. Like by taking the road where they put my mother's body, the speaker moves towards being able to accept and process her grief. And when she does that, she's almost kind of like released from time. She travels really slowly. It says my travel speed is two inches per year, same as the moon from Earth. And in the very end, she's a little bit more free. 
So I absolutely love this poem for surprising me all the way through at the same time that it asks me really big questions about how I live as a person who is constantly aware of my own limitations in time and in space. We're lost in space, we're lost in time, but also kind of being able to release ourselves in space and time or how we can come to accept that. So this was Soul Reckoning by Martha Solano. I really loved this poem and I would recommend that you check her out. And thanks for listening. Come back again for another poem I wanna talk about. Thank you.